And we are back again with the Heart Guide Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse HS, and today I have a very good friend, a former bandmate and guitarist extraordinaire from the great city of Syracuse, New York, Mr. Anthony Saturno. Ant, what's going on? What's up? How you doing? Good, man. How you been? Been good, man. Been great. Been so, busy. so uh, we were obviously in a band together for a few years. Uh, was that your, so it was called Spend and Dust, which you just heard, the track, Forbidden Walls, opening the podcast. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy that those, some of this, this shit, these song, those songs that we wrote are fucking like, what, fucking five, six years old now. Think about how crazy that is. Yeah, what was that, 2011? When we wrote some, most of those songs. 2011, that's when I graduated high school. Yep. That's, First year of college, that's, Matt Witten. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> so I guess we'll kind of broad stroke it and just, what was the first time that you realized, like, music's your thing? Like, you're, like, music's, like, you're beyond a hobby. It's, like, kind of, music's your escape, your thing. Yeah. Um... I don't know, man. I started playing the drums when I was nine, and then... I almost forget sometimes yeah. that you're a drummer, too. Yeah. Um, so I started playing those when I was nine, started banging away, and then um, I got my first guitar when I was, like, 11. So, honestly, when I picked it up and just, like, started playing, I just, I don't know. It was couldn't, natural. Yeah, couldn't put it down. First of all, it was, like, figuring out the tuning was, like, what the... Like, I don't know. Dude, that's what it did. Yeah, it was on top of having like fat, short fingers. I just like, I had no coordination, but that was another thing. I was just like, I don't fucking know. Even with a tuner, I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not yeah. doing it. It's like, what sounds good? Yeah. But honestly, like, you know, once you started, you know, I'm just ringing the strings out. One day, um, probably like in eighth grade or something like that, I figured out like how to change like chords really quick. And I was like, wow, this is it. Like, that was my huge breakthrough. I was like yeah. sitting in my kitchen, snowy day, and I was like, damn. All right, we got this, we got this. And then, I don't know, man, it just... Uh, Snowballed from there. Basically. And then... What was the first band that got you, like, obs- like that you became obsessed with? Oh, Metallica. Fuck yeah. Metallica, yeah. All right, favorite... Uh, yeah. Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. Yeah, you knew right where I was going. Uh-huh. Master of Puppets was actually the first song fully that I've ever learned. Like, really? In completion. Uh, the solo and everything, like... Other songs, you know, like Smoke on the Water, all those, you the, know. The classic yeah. training fucking standard like, issue. Piano Man on guitar, <laughs> like Stairway to Heaven. You know, I didn't even learn the stair- the solo of Stairway to Heaven until after I learned, like, everything from Master of Puppets. I yeah. Like, I was so in tune with, like, everything. Like, Wait, people shit on Leopard Messiah. Are you a Leopard Messiah fan? Yeah. Dude, I fucking I, love that track. I love I love everything about, you know, like, even, uh, even St. Anger, like. You know, fuck. You know what? Yeah, I hate that too. I hate people that try to rag on their like parts in their career. Now, granted, listen, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I loved Load and Reload like in the early 2000s when I was like really banging out Metallica because obviously the first, the the early records are obviously everyone's favorite. They're they're, the go tos or whatever. But in the last like probably like seven, eight to ten years, I've revisited Load and Reload. I always like San Anger, and I don't care who. I mean, people can yeah, they're like yeah, fucking Lars is in a fucking bag of shit with fucking seven sardines around him and it sounds like dick uh i don't care i fucking love it like uh but load and reload i've revisited over the, probably the last decade and i fucking think those records are fucking great like fixer the closing track on reload yeah, is fucking a ripper yeah yeah um i mean yeah it's the same so thing. you're like you're like me you have no like preference all metallica is good metallica minus well, the lulu record yeah well i mean <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know, on like long drives, like you know, 
when we go down to like Florida and whatnot. I mean, anytime, honestly. Like yeah. when I'm in the car for more than an hour, I'll put on at least something from you know, Kill 'em All. Fuck you yes. know, I gotta get hyped up somehow in the yeah. car. Just like at least like in the beginning of the drive, the middle of it, when I'm like falling asleep, whatever, just put on like, you know, Seek and Destroy and just fucking the fucking Hatfield's right hand, man. That motherfucker can play a fucking. He's got. I put him, him and, uh, him and Malcolm Young from ACDC. I put as the greatest rhythm players of all time. Dude, yeah. He, <laughs> I don't know how the hell he does it. Like playing those. Rhythms I don't know how that city. fucker even made it out of his teens with a <laughs> dick with that fucking right hand like that. <laughs> yeah, he just went straight to the guitar. He was like, "Fuck Jack." <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, man, I don't know how he does it. Like, the rhythm, the whole rhythm thing and, like, singing. Um, and, like, I don't know. It was it was playing guitar first. I never really got into singing until, like, later on. And, like, actually starting to put, like, rhythms in, you know, my right hand and, like, singing, like, like complicated stuff, like, right. over it. But, you know, it was all lead stuff and, like, obviously, like, suspended in dusk. Um that was, you know, the first, like, main band I was in. I was yeah. in another band called Monday Never Came. <laughs> Just the first. And then Divided <laughs> Within, another band, Divided Within. Actually, that no, Divided Within was a... Okay, here's, <laughs> here's a real question for you. Is, wait, Monday Never Came, Divided Within, or Suspended Dusk, which one is the best band name? Oh, dude, Suspended Dusk. Fuck yes. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. What, we flip a coin for that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what else we 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 were throwing around. It was something like fucking um, like strange. It was um oh what the hell was it? Oh now you're putting me on the spot. I know what it was. It was some I, was it autumn something? No, 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 no. Um ah, it was something and it was almost the name. It was. It was literally like almost the name because the coin could have landed on the other yeah, side. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I forget it. Well, that's uh, Suspended in Dusk is a B-side to a typo negative record yep. to Bloody Kisses. And uh, I was fucking, I still am, obviously, like a huge typo fan. And that just like seemed like a fucking, just a perfect fitting name for, for what, what, we, what we were doing. Yeah. Like it was, it was such a weird way that that whole thing came about. You know? Yeah, let's kind of, let's dive into this. So, <laughs> so this is a fucking, this is such a fucking amazing, great story. The whole um, thing is a, is a great story. Right? So you and I talked, I think we, t- we talked about this together before, is yeah, we yeah. talked to each other like the summer prior. On Craigslist. On yeah. Craigslist. And you said something like, well, because obviously I'm straight edge. And you, you're not, but you made it a point to say, be like, you know, you're not a, like, you're not fucking into drugs or anything, right? I can't handle that shit. I'm trying to fucking keep this shit straight and arrow if I can get the music down. Right. And I was just, you said something like that, which is funny now. Uh, <laughs> but either way, we talked and we just never, like, found, like, a... We were just like, we, it was like a typical Craigslist music running. You're like, yeah, we should get together. Yeah, yeah never fuck, do. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> so then we ended up, Josh and Jimmy, who, you know, Josh being the guitar player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to listen to that. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, and then Jim, uh, obviously, playing the drums. We, I went and like jammed with them. And, like, I was like, okay, they got a little bit of, like, a rhythm-type thing. They got a little bit of something going here. And, like, they wanted to do, like, the more metal, metalcore thing, like, that I was into. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't sure if it was going to work because stylistically, like, they were 
a few years old, older than us, and it wasn't. It didn't seem like it was going to work just because they were kind of from a different era of heavy music than like did, you, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, not nothing we would uh, deem ourselves uh, that would I would deem listenable uh, in some in some circumstances, but so I remember I jammed with them and I went to go take like it brought my fucking PA and I went to go I was like. They're like, oh, you're going to come back? Uh, oh. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, yeah. That wasn't Jim, by the way. We know what that was. Uh, so, <laughs> we're just fucking going to... Is that all we do when we're together? Just make enemies? <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to take my PA. And Josh is like, wait, why are you going to take it? I thought you were coming back. And I was like, uh, my buddy needs it. And I was, just, he was just like... Well, why don't you come back tomorrow? He needs it tomorrow. I was like, uh, all right, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> and I think I think it was the next day you weren't there. And then, uh, yeah, I went back and you weren't there. And then the following day, you were there. They were yeah, like, yeah. oh, we got this. Oh, we got this. <laughs> yeah, showed up, we, we got we this kid come to. Yes. And, I mean, it was... It was just weird, because, like, those Craigslist things are always so fucking sketchy. They really are. You don't know what the fuck so, you're walking into. Well, first of all, I mean, like, them just saying, hey, you're going to keep your PA here? Like, you just... Yeah, that's <laughs> really <laughs> fucking just, strange. Just like, today, and, like, hey, keep all... Uh, let me, let me keep I know if the PA. fucker was getting sold for bath salts or what. Right. <laughs> um, but, no, when I went over, I mean, like, they seemed, like, you know, pretty legit. I mean, like, Jimmy's drum kit was... Yeah, he obviously was rocking the Joey Jordan to them. I think the, the not, Slipknot signature. Yeah, I think that's uh, the first time that I've ever seen it dusted off and cleaned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real. <laughs> no, but um, those of you who don't know who Jimmy is, he's he, he was our drummer, but bless his soul, he's gone. Jimmy now, passed but. away this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Which uh, I mean, we can we can kind of touch on when the time comes, but yeah. I guess sticking with what we're talking about right now. Um, it, yeah, it uh, it those Craigslist uh, run-ins are always you don't know what you're getting into, you don't know who you're walking. You, yeah. It's a fucking blind date for musicians. Is what, is what it is. Yeah, either get your shit stolen or, <laughs> or you're like, fuck, how am I gonna tell these guys I'm not coming back here ever again? So you, when I came back there, you were, uh, you were there, and I was just like, and you like were. I can't remember if you were just like jamming something. I was like, okay, this kid's this kid seems legit. And then we just, I think we just like piece shit together like that night on like a rough idea of a song. Yeah. yeah. And you were like, you were ripping some fucking wild shit. And I was like, oh, it's like okay, 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 we can do something with this. Yeah, we like, can do something. Oh, you you, you like playing a uh, drop C? I'm like, no, my guitar's never been tuned to like. <laughs> D. like well, that that like you know, not to be like, well. T- Bringing me into the fold? I introduce you to down to music. No, I'm not saying that. But, like, obviously, like, as soon as, like, we started, like, hanging out and, like, talking about music and stuff. And I think you had recently been to, like, an August Burns Red show at that point. Yeah, you, yeah. I think it was on Albany or Buffalo or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we started, like, talking and just trading. You know, you obviously had, you know, the Metallica thing, which is was perfect because... We had that roots guitar playing. People that knew that like heavy music existed before fucking you know yep. two thousand six when fucking the metalcore thing was uh, you know in its uh, you know kind of peak or whatever. Right. So was that Kirk Hammond? I was playing that Kirk Hammond. Yes, you were. Yep, the skull and crossbones and everything. Yep. And uh, I remember when you know I think we were in Jimmy's mom's house for like the first couple jams yeah the upstairs place yeah it was hot as all fucking balls oh, yeah middle of summer yep it was just sweating yep, yeah all day and then uh 
and then we moved to Jimmy's basement, which was dad's basement. Completely the opposite. Like fucking in the winter time, it's fucking six <laughs> degrees. So we literally went from fucking heaven above and then fucking hell below. No, hell above and heaven below. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was heaven. But yeah, it was, it was definitely a fucking igloo for sure. <laughs> So, I mean, and then we started writing, and then, you know, just kept writing and writing and writing. But let's talk about, so you brought Winton in. You met Winton up at OCC, OCC yeah. on Community College, because you guys were both attending there. Never met, tell us about the first time you met Winton, because at some point, oh, Winton's got to be on the podcast, because it's just too much good shit and gold that comes out of that kid's mouth to not have him on this. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you meet Winton? Because it was me, you, Jimmy, and Josh. Yep. And we were like, well, we need a fucking bass player. Like, I was, I think we had a show booked. And I was like, oh, we need a bass player. We got a show booked. Yeah. I booked, I got a show booked for us. First of all, I don't even know how I missed him. Like, I didn't even, <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't even notice him for like the first like three weeks of classes or something like that. And we met in um, music history class in Dr. Abrams. And I was wearing an August Burns red shirt because it was like right after the yeah, show. Right after that show, yeah. And he was like, hey, man, I like your shirt. I was like, thanks, dude. He's like, you play music? I was like, yeah, I play guitar. And he's like, cool, I play bass. I was like, nice. You wanna you wanna play in a you know heavy metal band? He's like, yeah, sure. It was so, literally that fucking simple. Yeah, and then he came over like, I don't know, like the next day. Dude, yes, because that was like, or we, I met him on like a Sunday, and then we played that fucking hotel in West Leiden that oh, Friday. Dude, yeah, the whole. We house. didn't even have like a full fuck. Yes. We yes no no it wasn't the no that it wasn't that one that one was a different one so this one was the West Leiden Hotel remember it had a taller stage do you remember that that was our first show no maybe it was like a lobby it was it's in the same vicinity West Leiden and Boonville are like right next to each other oh yeah the, 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 that was like the Halloween show right yes yes it was. It was a different Halloween show because then we did play another Halloween show the year yeah, later at yeah, the Holbert yeah, House yeah. in Boonville. Okay. But yeah, this, right. yep. yeah, this was the West Lighten Hotel. So I met that motherfucker. You like knew him for like a week or two or whatever. And I met him on that Sunday and I was just like, uh, I was just like, shit, is, is he going to be able to know the songs by then? He's like, I got this. So so literally I met him on a Sunday and then literally not even a week later, we're like traveling to, you know, the the freaking crack ass of New York State. And <laughs> we get lost, yep. And get yep. fucking lost, taking fucking eight vehicles or fucking three or whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, there's five di- five car differentiation in that, yeah. but whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, just terrified being up north. Yeah, yeah. Wins from Long Island, Brooklyn area, and he's literally in the backwoods where they fucking shoot deer, fucking <laughs> like out their back window, and he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> so less than a week later, I'm playing a fucking show and traveling with this kid. And we've played shows so consistently. I feel like we just always had a show going on. We were always trying to get the name out there. We were always fucking. And I talked about it on a podcast with uh, Jeremy from One Last Shot. We talked about fucking the night that we played Badlands. Then we left and went and played a fucking house party. You remember that? That was awesome. That was a great fucking show, right? Great time. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good time. (laughs) Just fucking sitting on the fucking, like, I was just like, I remember just like sitting in the recliner during like a breakdown, like, (laughs) or fucking something (laughs) random. Yeah. Oh, and then Jay, like, just screaming at a, (laughs) screaming at a kid, just like, you need to lay down. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. There was a lot of characters that followed us around. We rolled in it with a deep fucking weird crew, didn't we? Yes, yes. It was a suspended in dust crew. It was so There weird. was fucking, now, which are now, like, fucking a lot of ex-girlfriends, fucking just, like, people we've never met before. Witten's like, this is my boy. Like, and fucking just random people. Always this SID crew was rolling fucking deep all yep, the time. Yep, 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 yep. Just crazy times. Crazy people. Awesome, though. I mean... No one really gave us a hard time. They were just awesome. <laughs> they yeah. were awesomely crazy. Was... Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we were together for a while. We broke up, but we did. We were able to travel a little bit and play. Uh, what was And something I got to talk about, because it's only you and I that can remember this now, now that Jimmy's passed away. When we were, when we. <laughs> it is. Yes. It is. Dude. Well, there's no one else to remember this, so we have to keep this memory alive. Mainly me, because I'm the only actual eyewitness that this actually occurred. You're the only sober one there. So, yeah. hammered by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so, uh, suspended in dusk, uh, took a trip, and we are, find ourselves out in Los Angeles, California, Hollywood. So, being the young, wild, young, dumb, full of cum gents that we are... Uh, so we end up playing the whiskey, uh, but so obviously we're in West Hollywood. We're at the fucking rainbow every day, fucking eating, seeing Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, fucking. Well, yeah, I mean that's part of the, that's part of the story. So I mean we we, we played at the uh, uh, the whiskey go go, and then um, I think it was like the night after or something like that. Yeah, we ended up going out the saddle the Saddleback Ranch. Remember that? That's the bar we went to. Yep. There was free drinks or whatever, and you're like... Uh, yeah, all right. So yeah. we tried to look for a hotel. We tried to look for a hotel, and oh, this yeah, guy yeah. was screaming at us from across the street. He was like, free shots, free shots. We're like, okay, yeah, we'll come back in a second. And, like, we went to, like... Best uh, Western or something. No, no, it was, like, uh, something crazy, like like a giant, like, Marriott or Oh, you know what it was? I forget what they renamed it, but it's the fucking International Hyatt House that fucking Zeppelin stayed in in the 70s and the same one that John Belushi died in. Yeah, so rooms were, like, two grand. We walked yeah. in, we're like... <laughs> Uh, what are you guys doing here? Basically? Like, you gotta pay, you gotta pay in. Like, to, just open the door. And so we immediately walked out. Went went straight over to the bar, and uh, the guy ended up giving us shots of like sex on the beach. And I was like, All well, right, I remember well, you were stoked because you're like, well, you don't drink, so I'm gonna take your shot. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was like 22. I think it was right around my 22nd birthday or something like that. Um, yeah. So. We ended up sitting in the bar and just ordering Socos and with every with every drink, doubles of Soco, because that's what Jimmy liked. And um, with every drink, you got a free shot. That was the first night I've ever seen Jimmy drink. The Me first too. and last night I've seen him drink. Yeah, yeah. That, like, really drink. Yeah, crazy. yeah. So we're sitting at the bar and the bill comes like $120 because it was like eight, eight, eight doubles of Soco plus the free shots of Sex on the Beach. So... Eight shots of sex on the beach, six Socos for me, six double shots of Socos for me, two for Jimmy because I drank all of yours. That yeah. she just like, <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, can, can I order like one more? And she would give me two because like she thought you were drinking too. Yeah, yeah. You weren't. So we played some pool with um, <laughs> Montel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude literally looked like he just jumped out of fucking, I don't even know what, like the ni- 96 fucking... <laughs> yeah. He had a nice sweater on. I know. I know that it was like beige. <laughs> it was beige. <laughs> so we played. We played pool with a guy with a nice sweater, and then um, we went and we found another hotel. I forget what it was called. 
Because there was two of them, right? Dude, remember? remember the fucking motel, the Roach Motel we fucking stayed in where they kept coming in, crawling over yeah. Jimmy to shut the air conditioning off because they didn't the want the bill run out? The Indian, yeah, and then they gave me while you were taking a shower when I was looking for Jimmy when he got lost. Oh my God. When he got lost. Yes, he was walking all around West Hollywood, like the fucking back streets. Meanwhile, we're only like, we're, I was just like looking shit up and like... What, I can't remember what street it was, but some street wasn't far off, and it was, like, one of the most crime-ridden, like, gang streets ever. Jimmy's just walking the back streets of Hollywood by himself. Oh, that's another story. But, <laughs> so we ended up staying at a hotel, and there was this guy that looked like the dude from um, Big Bang Theory, uh, like, Sheldon, not Sheldon, uh, was it Sheldon? Like, the, the tall one, the tall, skinny dude? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not a Big Bang Theory guy. Uh, Is it a good show? What? I think, yeah. <laughs> I think episode, but I know the dude. Um, so I was trying to like, we were trying to uh, go swimming. Remember that? Yeah. After after you guys let me park the fucking car, like you're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's your car, you park it. After fucking like 900 shots of fucking Soko, and we like left the hitch there, and like, oh yeah, yeah, facing yeah, yeah. facing the butt, like anybody could have taken all of our stuff. They literally could have hooked up all, and all of our stuff. <laughs> Thousands of dollars worth of equipment, <laughs> everything. But anyway, we parked. We parked. And the there. twenty pairs of shoes you fucking brought. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, the, and, like shit. and the, <laughs> the five hundred pairs of socks Jimmy brought. Dude, you got wet socks on your foot. That was we're, so we're packing to leave, and fucking Jimmy's got to go on this tour, and Jimmy has fucking a full like front of his suitcase just filled with not even kidding like eighty pairs of socks. They might be an understatement. And <laughs> they're just my car. They're just floating around. So we're like, why the fuck do you have any? Why do you have that many socks? He's like, what socks, dude? You're fucked. <laughs> oh my god. Holy All shit. All right, so. So, to finish this... T- <laughs> oh, my God. So, we tried to go swimming for, like, a good 45 minutes. Half an hour, 45 minutes. And the guy just wouldn't let us. But he was super nice about it. Like, extremely nice. He was like, no, 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 you can't. Like, you know, it's closed. I'm like, just let me hop over and go in. It's freaking hot out. You know, I'm not that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the last thing I remember before we went up to the hotel room. And then I tried to, like... Do like a flying wrestling? <laughs> oh my god, we did wrestle. I tried to do like a flying squirrel from the other bed, and you put up your knee, and I landed straight on it, and like I thought I, I broke your fucking ribs. Me too, because I woke up like throwing up blood. I was like, oh no, did I really drink that much? Or like, what the fuck? And then I remember we wrestled, and I was like, oh thank god. I mean, not thank god, but <laughs> oh, we wrestled, thank god. So um, I was in no shape to drive, so you drove, and then we ended up driving around for a while, and then you know after. The dizziness kind of went away a little bit. We went over to the Rainbow and um, got some lunch. You, you got some lunch, uh, chicken wings and clam chowder—the worst fucking hangover food ever. <laughs> yeah, ever. you're fucking asking for a fucking <clears throat> just disaster with that meal. Yeah, and then um, this dude with a hat—he was like standing behind a wall, and it was like one of those easy top hats. And then <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy just goes. Man, I don't, I don't get those, I don't oh, like th- those easy top hats, man. I'm, not, I'm not into them. You know, everyone's wearing them nowadays. Fucking around the corner walks Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top, but like it's, Billy Gibbons. It is Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. It is, like yeah, goes up to the bar, orders a thing of uh, red wine. I still got a picture. I got a picture of him. Yeah, so did I. And uh, the guys were telling us that he was getting an interview from Dave Grohl. 
Do you know where? Do you know that Foo Fighters? That. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did that interview for the Dave Grohl did that interview for the Sonic Highways, mm-hmm. um, and they were up in the fucking green room of the Rainbow. Yeah, because remember we went up there to take a piss, and we could hear him and Grohl fucking talking yeah, upstairs. Dude, I, yep, I went up to take a poop, and I was pooping like right next to him. I was like, I'm in this interview too. <laughs> I know, dude. I got the Blu-ray and I watched the special features where <clears throat> they were showing like out, out like outtakes or whatever. And uh, it's so funny to hear him sitting there. I was like, ah, we're like pissing in the other room. It's yep. so fucking crazy. <laughs> Damn, it's so nuts. But anyway. Um, yeah, so that happened. And- also, I had a veggie burger fries and the best Shirley Temple in North America is definitely at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think I had anything to drink there. Yeah, <laughs> probably not at that point. Like water or something. I don't remember. But we ended up leaving because, I don't know, we like didn't want to stick around or something. Good thing we didn't. <laughs> of the events, you would have thrown up a great Dave Grohl, grave grave Grohl. <laughs> awesome, bro. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw up a grave girl. Um, yeah, so the events that would happen afterwards would not have been cool. He would have, he would have remembered me. That's oh yeah, it definitely would have been a memorable well, story. I was fine. I was fine to drive. So we ended up leaving with the with the jeep and the trailer. I'm going down Sunset Boulevard, and it's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, like heavy traffic, like, you know, all the way down the street, and I just get a sudden urge to vomit, just, I, like, (laughs) everything needs to go, like, right now. So I roll down the window and just kind of, like, like, spit out a little bit. I (laughs) I remember this so vividly. I threw up in my mouth, and then... It just came. Like, that's what I remember seeing was your mouth literally just blow up like a fucking pufferfish and just kept going. And then it just started spewing out. Jimmy and I were like mortified, but laughing hysterically at the same time. Jimmy, I've never seen Jimmy laugh harder than that. He was the hardest I've ever seen him laugh. Because, like, I was trying to throw up and it was like spewing out of my fingers. (laughs) Literally, directly on the fucking steering wheel. On the steering wheel. In your fucking lap. And like everywhere, and then I like try to do it out the window, and like people behind us are like, "What the fuck?" People, fucking in, the other lane, people in the other lane are like, "What is going on?" Like, so the next chance that we get, just like dive into a uh, into a gas station. Like, oh my we god! We almost hit a guy. We almost hit a pedestrian. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we. we Why did you him. kill this man? Oh, I was puking. <laughs> and then. And then we like we just dive into this uh, like still still throwing up like this entire time like turning the wheel like ah <laughs> that I think was the funniest part was you were still maintaining <laughs> actually driving the vehicle going <laughs> like and it just would not stop coming and Jim, Jimmy's liver, literally laying on the fucking eight hundred pairs of socks he has laughing his balls off and I just it's can't like, fucking you- and I'm start gagging that that because it just smells like fucking death. Oh my god, so we pull up, I mean, we finally park, everyone looks at a car in, like, total mortification. Like, we just got hit with a giant cake, you said. <laughs> like, literally dripping. It was just, dripping, your lap was fucking filled with puke. Dripping off the car, everything was covered, like, oh god, it was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> it literally looked like fucking Ghostbusters 2. Like, Can somebody please go get me some napkins? <laughs> Jimmy comes back with, like, five, five, like, super thin the, the fucking gas station the napkins. shitty McDonald's napkins. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And it was fucking. Was like, it, mind you, Winton was fucking. Winton was, was with his girl, his no, girlfriend. It was with his cousin yeah. on the other side of fucking L.A. with some fucking guy named Ramses who was Ill- <laughs> illegal. And he was riding a lowrider, trying not to get pinched. Oh which Ramses was good people, but he was fucking shot. Um, 
And uh, Winton, like, fucking was just gone for, like, the whole time we were in L.A. He only met up for us for the fucking show. <laughs> he was there. And to go to fucking Amoeba. <laughs> 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 and we fucking... So then, remember, you, we went to go get fucking... I can't remember if it was me or if yeah, it was, was you no, uh, yeah, was or if like, it was Jimmy. But we went to go get clothes. You had to get clothes out of the fucking trailer. And we put the fucking lock on backwards and fuck it. You put the lock on backwards, <laughs> motherfucker. You put the lock on backwards. Are you sure? I thought it was fucking you. No. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Dude, oh, come on. Well, I mean, I don't know. But it, it was definitely you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're the biggest stone out of all of us. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I never smoked, fuck it. I never, I don't drink. I'm straight edge and I'm fucking more burnt than the rest of you. Yep. Oh my God. You just come back. You didn't even like say anything. You walked out of the car <laughs> with the key. I was like, can you please just go get me some extra pants? Walk out of the car, come back and sit down. I'm like, where's the fucking pants, dude? He's like, we put the lock on the wrong way. Like, cause like, I don't, how the hell do they make those? Like, why would they you make even... them so, wait, how the fuck did, oh, it was a, was it a combo lock? No, it was one of those, uh, like, U-shaped locks where you, like, put the lock, like, the squares. Wait, how the fuck you know what I mean? We... So, like, the lock side was on the top when we put it on. Usually, you put the lock on. It was like a, like a horseshoe. Yeah. Like a long horseshoe. And then you put the, the lock on, like, and then it just, like, clicks it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Anyway, you couldn't unlock it. You, we, yeah, we, we could not unlock it. So, we went to the Home Depot. <laughs> and you went to, uh, you and, Well, uh, first, we, we, we picked Winton up. No, no, we went. We went to. Uh, we went to Winton's after Winton's cousin after, because that's where I changed and like. Yeah, but didn't Winton say we got to go to Home Depot? Oh, yeah, we got to. Yeah, 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 he's like, he's like, we got to oh, get bolt cutters and then return them. Yeah, because I was wearing Winton's. Dad so we bought pants. bolt cutters, cut the fucking lock, bought a new lock, returned the fucking bolt cutters. Oh, while all of this was happening, we got asked like five times by. If all we needed like, help moving, yeah, because they were like, "Oh, you got a trailer? Oh, can we help you move?" I was like, yeah. "Oh no, do you need help?" Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they just saw fucking. Yeah, they just saw three white kids, and and we went in that looked like we needed to fucking. We were moving. We were moving into fucking the Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, oh my god, yes, we cut off the lock, got new pants, got a new lock. Wins like you cleaning this car. <laughs> so I think uh, I smell it. That shit. <laughs> I think I think we got. I used the rest of the entire thing of like lemon wipes. Oh, and yeah, then, I remember the lemon wipes because it just melded with the fucking smell of puke and it was even worse. I remember we were going to go to the car wash and we're like, oh, shit, the trailer's on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wouldn't have fit. Oh, like, oh yeah, God. just take it off. And we tried to take it off and it started rolling back. Yeah. Like, oh, oh no. my God. <laughs> so, yeah, we, they, dude, that was terrible. That, that was, was a, a fucking time and a half, man. That was, oh, God. But, I, you know, I'll bring that up because that's the... The only people that will re- that remember the actual story of you puking now are you and I. Who actually witnessed it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's fucking. That is one of the definite one of the best band stories I have, bar none. Dude, I'm crying. Oh, oh my god. god, dude, it's still fucking. It's years later, and it's still <laughs> maybe the funniest thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. Yeah. So now, fast forward. You know, we broke up not long after that. So then, what did you what did you do? Like, what have you been up to the last few years? Like, we're gonna get into the projects that you're doing now, but what did you do like immediately after? I can't remember. You were in a band with your cousin too, right? Yeah, yeah, Wagner, Wagner three thousand. Um, actually, I'm going to jam with him tomorrow. Well, that was like an art, like kind of like an art rock type thing, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he makes crazy music, dude. It's awesome. Um, like a whole lot of like complicated stuff, like you know, some really like melodic stuff in there too. But yeah, I. I I guess 
I don't know. It's like Primus mixed with a whole bunch of other shit. It's great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've listened to it a, a, a little bit back when you know you got you first started jamming with them, and it was it was definitely out there, but cool, definitely sick. Yeah, yeah, definitely like the hard rock kind of vibe. Um, yeah, so I started playing with him. I mean, we we I think we played a couple of shows when we got back. We were like, oh yeah, you know, like <clears throat> all like you know high and mighty because we played at the Whiskey Go Go. Yeah, <laughs> we were like, oh yeah, and then nobody wanted to practice, <laughs> and then we started like recording a couple couple more songs, and they just like you know kind of fell through or like didn't get finished or something like that. Yeah. And, Went and moved back to New York City for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he like, had joined. Uh, uh, <laughs> what what was that one? Ba- what was that band called? Was it called Last Last Chance or One Last Chance? Uh, Only the Chosen. Only Chosen. That's who he joined. Remember, he joined simultaneously when he fucking when he was in Suspended in Dust towards the end of Suspended in oh, Dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And then we're like, Hey, Winton, we got practice Sunday. All right, cool. I'll be there. I'll just drive up from New York City. It's like. You're gonna drive up it was every kind, single week for four hours. Like, it was kind of crazy how we the fact that we even stayed together as long as we did, considering at one point you and Jim were living. Jim was living out like in East Syracuse, Manoa. You were out here on like the west side, like this side of Syracuse, where I live now. But at the time I was living down in Oneana. Yeah, that's right. That whole like friggin' eight, nine months I was living down in Oneana and Winton was down in fucking Long Island. And we were writing and creating music while I was in Oneana, Winton's in Long Island, and you guys are back in Syracuse. Well, I mean, we were writing, and you were just like, all right, cool, I'll come in and, like, you know, put these lyrics that I have off my phone on. (laughs) Well, that's what I say about, like, well, don't try to discredit me, motherfucker. I fucking structured songs. You fucking know that. Winton and I, well, that was, it was such a weird process that we had as far as, like, you like always had a fucking <laughs> slew of fucking ideas and you just throw all the shit on the board and then Winton and I would kind of like mix and match them and then we'd run it through. I mean, Jim was just like, yeah, sounds good. Like Jim was super easygoing and he never really, uh, yeah, yeah. he le- kind of left it to us to kind of, which we were, you know, if you put another fucking kick in that, cook, kick in that kitchen, <laughs> if you put another cook in that kitchen, the fucker would have burned out. Um, but it was a it was cool because you you had like a different way of like when and I were super engulfed and as I did you know kind of grew up growing going to the early 2000s like metal hardcore metalcore shit so we kind of had like from that like angle I was coming at it and then Winton was kind of at the newer age of that with like the more deathcore type bands yeah, way newer age yeah like, then, shit that I've never heard of in my life and never would have ever probably right. checked out ever and then you know he turned me on some, some good stuff I mean like being in that band I mean like you guys turned me on to like so much more diverse music than I would ever like think to dream of like listening to you know what I mean yeah you know, it wasn't, like, necessarily stuff that I would... Because I was, like, you know, definitely into, like, the Led Zeppelin and, like, you know, the older classic rock yeah. stuff and, like, more mainstream stuff for, you know, because that's, you know, all I really knew. But, you know, once once I met you guys and, like, you know, going to shows and, like, stuff like that, like, I yeah. definitely just, you know, took all of that and, I don't know, just threw it in, you know, with, with yeah, all the riffs in. We were a, a definite melt, melting pot, for sure. Yeah. But even everything, so, like, you're wearing a Circus Survive shirt, and I know, I think you probably heard of them from Dan, but I showed Dan Circus Survive, so it's everything, so like, such, like, a circle of, like, and that was something I always appreciated about our band, was no one was, even though, like, 
heavy music was kind of our thing because that's what we played and stuff. No one was pigeonheld to that because we all listened to so much diverse shit. Like, in a day, I could be listening to Cirque Survive, but I could also be listening to Metallica's Slayer and then throw on fucking Billy Joel Joel or (laughs) Newfound Glory or fucking Phil Collins or anything like that. We all had very broad spectrum of musical interest. Yeah, it was extremely broad. And <laughs> Witten's like, Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. <laughs> Still had that in his old 80s BMW. Um, Wait, what were we jamming? There's a video online of us, and I can't remember what we were jamming. It was might have been Earth, Wind, and Fire. Fucking, um, what's that? Fire? After the love is gone. <laughs> There's a fucking old-ass video of young-ass you and, oh, right, and yeah. fucking younger me fucking in there, like, singing that in, like, Winton's car. Or maybe the Volvo. Oh, that Volvo, man. <laughs> I miss it. Um, yeah, but yeah so- it was It was an interesting... Uh, like I said, it was it was crazy that we... That him living... Winton living down so far would drive up for fucking shows. And, you know, and we would always, like... It is, as crazy and as, like, chaotic as it seemed at times, we always kind of... We knew what direction we were going in. Like, we knew what the plan... We always had a plan. And I think when we ended, we just kind of didn't have a plan anymore. And so we were just kind of like, well, there's no plan. We don't really know what we're doing. And then it just kind of dissolved. Just kind of... Yeah, it did just kind of, like, dissolve. I mean, it was pretty mutual out of, you know, everything. I think at the end of... Like, when we got to that point, everyone was just, like, exhausted. And, like, we had spent... When you really think about how much time the four of us... I mean, mainly, you know, we had... You know, Josh was in there, and then Dan kind of stepped in for Josh for a little while and stuff. But, you know, the the the, the main focal core was definitely me, you, Winton, and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me, you, and Winton hung out, like, here and there. Like, me and Winton hung out, like, a lot. And then you and Winton hung out a lot. And then me and you would hang out, like, with Winton and stuff. So we always, like, hung out, but it was always such a... We were never, like, all together at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Only for, like, but you think about how much time we spent as far as practice, as far as shows and traveling. Once or twice a week, I mean, (laughs) in Jim's basement, we would show up and just, like, the first note, stop for a second. God damn it, you're rocking his rocking chair. Yeah, Jim's dad is a military veteran. I think he, was he Air Force or Navy? I think he was Navy. Maybe he was just in the Marines. But either way, like, guys, maybe we just ran them all. But he, the guy was just try, like an older guy just trying to fucking like read a book or watch TV. And he no, da, 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 like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, but oh, that was, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time together. So, I mean, when I think back at it, despite like any drama we had or any like uh, bullshit, it's always, I always, especially now that Jimmy passed away, I always, I don't ever think of negatives. I always think of positives because it was so much fun for all of us. And I know it was your first like real band that did like, yeah. you know, pursued like to a real, real extent. And we did like so much and we just, and we did everything always on our own we never asked for anything we always fucking fought for any shows we were on and if no one would put us on shows we fucking i booked a show you know what i mean i was just like well no one wants to put us on a fucking show i'll fucking book one at the badlands or i'll book one in the ass end of fuck i mean you were a booking machine for sure i mean you were the only one who was actually booking bands went and got us a couple shows and i maybe got like one yeah you know so yeah dude it was crazy that was it was a good time it definitely took a lot of time, a lot of energy, great experiences, though. I mean, I'll never take any of that back. Um, Good, bad, or ugly, it was all uh, It was all worth it, for sure. It was definitely all worth it. 
I mean, yeah, some of the funnest times. <laughs> Definitely, man. And it, it's it's funny because I feel like I have uh, singers and guitarists always have an interesting relationship because they always feel yes. like they're. I mean, you can see like an axle <laughs> and a slash and like a. a a plant and a page and things like that, and not comparing us to them, yeah. we're better, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh but you see, like you see, like that dynamic of how they're always like at odds and ends with each other. But at the same time, like you understand why. I feel like the singer and guitarist, as much as Winton was a good component of like kind of like going down the middle and making us be like, y'all bitches need to stop this shit, like fucking to get us to come to an agreement on stuff but even though if you know singers and guitarists are at odds and ends with each other it feels like as long as your your thought is it's the betterment of the song or it's the betterment of the band as far as like whatever the argument's over i felt like that was all you and i ever wanted was like the betterment for the better if we're fighting over a part in a song it was always for a betterment of the song or the band it was never like well fuck you i want my idea pussy well, it might have been <laughs> <laughs> at some points, but in the end, yes, yeah. You're but right I remember right. recording when we were recording the Sleepless EP, and I remember you doing like a wild, like, like at the end of a song, you're just like, dude, fucking, just stop, just play two notes. That's I all. Like, uh, yeah, it was the wow, 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 and you're like, oh shit, uh, that sounds good. <laughs> just take it slow. Just take it slow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that that was great. But the creative process, just writing those songs, and especially because you wrote. Uh, like longer signature songs and I think it's probably being a Metallica fan especially the earlier work when they wrote those yeah. like five, six, seven minute songs <laughs> or like Reflections that was fucking like a fucking 20 like, minutes or like fucking a 20 like seven minute solo for it real was, yeah it was yeah it went like like three or four forms like all the way through I'm like yeah this is a great song guys yeah, yeah let's play the song every time yeah never like never the f- never well I dude bed burning like we fucking I sung that we played that song for a full summer before we recorded it and I the lyrics were different every fucking time and then finally when we went to go record it uh you're like so what are the lyrics for this I was like I guess I'm gonna fucking write them now because <laughs> I was just singing whatever until we got it down I mean no one was fucking showing up there knowing it, it wasn't even recorded at the time but. <laughs> such a it was such a fun time to like and and that kind of process is kind of sucks to not have like you obviously if you're a guitar player so it's easier for you to like just be like I'm going to record some shit and post it online or I can fucking talk to somebody you have like proof that you have talent I don't have any proof that I have talent, so and what little I have, I mean, I just we just have on like the suspended in dusk or, or like an older band that I have like I have a shitty demo recorded and stuff, um, like I don't have any proof that I know what the fuck I'm doing, so like it takes me, I actually have to get into a practice space with somebody and be like, okay, yeah, he can he can sing the heavier shit, whereas like you, you can just post a thing like, okay, this motherfucker can shred, so he can like sitting in your bathroom just like posting a video like, oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'll never be one of those, like, I'll never record myself singing because I think it like, looks foolish when you just record yourself <laughs> singing. Props to anybody that can do it, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. It just seems silly, especially because I don't have any kind of melodic or pretty voice at all. Oh, my God. But uh, but kind of stemming into that, like, I haven't had that, like, I haven't had a creative outlet. This is one of the main reasons I started the podcast was to talk to, like, we have great stories. Obviously, we've shared a couple on here that... Um, that I just wanted a creative outlet to kind of talk about my experiences with music, what music I like, what music my friends like, what music you're doing now, a former bandmate of mine, movies, like movie, obviously one of the 
other 50% proponents, you know, components of this uh, podcast is movies and horror movies and genre type films like 80s action and things like that, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a creative outlet. And this is like almost like uh, cathartic to just relive some of this shit and just talk about it and have a creative outlet because I haven't had that musical musical creative outlet since Suspended and Dusk ended. So it's nice to be able to do this because when you deal with when you deal with like death too, like I lost my dad last year and like, obviously we lost Jimmy this year, not having like that music is such an expression. It's such a release. And I remember any of the shit. Cause I remember both of us went through some like personal shit too, during suspended in dusk, uh, be it, you know, relationships or what have you, uh, that, you know, when we, when we had suspended in dusk, we played our best. I think it, some of our worst days, like that we had, like personally, yeah. that were just like that's when it all just came out of the floodgates, and we were just like, you know, more or less is as, as corny as it kind of sounds, wearing our hearts on our sleeves and just going out there and ripping a fucking killer forty-minute set, getting our aggression, our anger, our expression of all of our emotions out of there with music. It's something that music's always provided. Um, especially in our band because it was so like up and down we had the music at times like like the song sleepless you can find all these on youtube if you want to check them out too um uh is so like melodic when it starts and everything and there's so many different elements of emotions in a song like that it's real dynamic yeah and you could get so many of your emotions out there so it's been kind of it's been really hard to deal with like the death of like my dad and you know death of a former bandmate two former bandmates now i had another friend uh I, I wasn't really uh, friends with him at the point of his death uh, earlier this year, but uh, a kid who I was in uh, a band with, um, one of my first bands, uh, passed away as well. Was that Ghost Ship? Oh, uh, no, it, it was, um, I wasn't in Ghost Ship. <laughs> Stronger no. Ghost. Uh, Stronger Ghost, yeah. Right. Uh, there was a ghost in it, yeah, so you're good, you're on track. <laughs> yeah, uh, he passed away, uh, so that was, uh, I mean, not that I was close with him or anything, or even that I was like... Super close with Jimmy because once the band broke up, we didn't. No one really hung out. Like, yeah. aside from Went and I hung out, uh, hang out when we can. But he obviously lives a, a further away, so it's been it's been harder to like deal with things like death, especially death being the ultimate like fucking thing to deal with. Obviously, not having that creative outlet, like it's been like stifling almost. So you have all this emotion to get out, but you can't really. So that's kind of part and parcel of what this podcast has been for me. So. Uh, it's but you've had music because you are a talented guitarist and and you ha- don't have to prove your talent in a room live. You can just you have your recordings so you can do that and then you can get in there and then show them in person what you can do. But what is so you, you're in you get two things going on right now. You have this new band called Atkins Riot. Yep. Uh, kind of tell us tell yeah, us about that. Atkins Riot is uh I mean we've only played like three shows. It's just so it's a new band. Yeah. Um, dynamic trio it's like a you know a heavier blues kind of thing um to me billy harrison rob zachariah um billy's got like his you know john mary kind of you know like chill chill kind of songs and mine are more you know obviously rocking because i i don't i just like playing heavy music so yeah i mean it's not like heavy heavy but it's still you know heavy it enough. has that heavy element yeah, to it yeah. it gets you moving or you know do whatever and then there's like you know some like really like dark songs that are like melodic wise like melodically dark yeah, I guess you would say I might like a couple. I mean, one of them's about death. You know, just like I don't know. It just seems like you know, death is definitely a thing. Um, I mean, to get in through music, like, yeah, you absolutely. Can, you definitely feel. It. I mean, like some of the worst, like 
worst times I had in my life. Like, I'll play my best shows, you know, like I have Absolutely. a terrible day and then play a great show. I'm like, and then feel like super good about it. So that yeah. makes me feel like, all right. So it's, I guess music you have to is fucking feel extremely shitty at some point until like music is show. the ultimate therapy, 100%. And I, I yeah. it's anybody who is, is involved with it as you are, as I, I still am because obviously not a day goes by. I know this for a fact. You know, some people will go by and they won't listen to music all day. Every day I'm listening to something. Every day I'm like, listen, I got like something in mind to listen to. I'm feeling something. And music is just like, it's always been, as much as I love movies and movies and horror movies and, and all, all kinds of movies are a true passion of mine, music was always the first love. And it's something that's always kind of stuck. It's always going to be a daily part. Like I consciously, I guess I don't like consciously every day think of it, but I'm always like thinking and wishing I was like either wishing like I was playing some music or I'm jamming. Yeah. I'm getting like pumped. I'll be like, Oh fuck. I'm going to listen to that on the fucking yeah, exactly. way to work. I mean like it's easy to have a song stuck in your head. You know, you can't really like play an entire movie in your head, but like, exactly, you, know, you can have like a melody or a tune, like, you know, whatever, like you feel, if like you're feeling, you know, like super angry, just like, like some, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, dude, it's 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 a great outlet. Um, Atkins Ride is one of them, and uh, Jess Novak, the Jess Novak band, is pro- like my main you know thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, obviously with Jess Novak, uh, Mark Nanny, Billy Harrison, Byron Cage plays on drums once in a while. Um, we just came out with a new album. We just finished record. Or what do we do? What am I saying? Um, <laughs> we were in the studio <laughs> at More Sound, and we are coming out with a new album in the fall so that's like now-ish so maybe sick that's awesome i can't wait to hear that man because you once you uh because i saw you were uh playing with her but i hadn't really checked her out but i listened to it as soon as i started the podcast i knew i wanted to have you on because i knew we'd have a great conversation especially you know music related uh so i uh, i went and checked her out uh and it's really it's really cool especially like i I told you too i'm a huge fan of uh female vocals too when they're done right and she definitely does them right kills them man she fucking kills them it's great it's so much it's so much fun it's i i was actually never into like the whole female vocalist thing um i mean obviously you know like the 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 big names like you know pat benatar and like yeah of course of course but um you know other than that i really didn't know of any female vocalist that i was like really into especially around Syracuse. And then, um, you know, she came into Ish Guitars and asked my, my good friend, Jesse Wilson, um, who owns it. She's like, I need a guitar player because her le- hers left, you know, like went down to Nashville or something or Texas or something. I don't fucking know. Um, and so he was like, yeah, dude, Anthony Saturno, he's a great guitar player. And I was, you know, it was a couple of years ago. And so she's like, here, here's like 60 songs. Go fucking learn them. And I was like, 60 songs. It was a good 60 song. Like, no here. shit. So I learned all of them, and we only ever play, like, you know, 15. But does she want you to know all of them just because she never knows when she wants to whip something out? Yeah. um, I mean, a few of them are covers because we do play, like, longer sets. What covers? Because I'm a cover freak. I like when bands do covers as long as they're done well. Oh, man. We do a great cover. A lot of bands do a cover of this, but we, I think... And people have told us, like, that we played this song fucking amazing. And I fucking love the song anyway. Um, um... What the called? <laughs> That's great. Tom, um, uh, it Tom sounds like Petty. it's a fucking bagger. Uh, it's the, the the Tom Petty tune. Free falling. Uh, uh, Mary Jane's last dance. Mary oh, okay. Last dance. okay, okay. Jesus, that sounded like fucking smells like Dean Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like yeah, like uh, you know some Tom Petty stuff. Um, obviously like the Stevie Ray, some like Hendrix. Um, 
Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. What are you guys covering from Stevie Ray? Pride and Joy. Um, Fuck yeah. Like Little Wing, obviously. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Between, you know, oh, Stevie Ray. Dude, I'd fucking, dude, I'm a huge Stevie Ray fan. I grew up loving Stevie Ray because my dad was a big fan. I fucking, I do, underrated. Even though, like, people do, like, especially in the blues world, they revere Stevie Ray. I feel like overall is, like, all guitarists are considered. He's kind of underrated. He's kind of not spoken about as much as he should be. I think his live performances are, like, leaps and bounds better than some of his recordings. 100% agree. You know, I mean, like, same thing with Hendrix, too. I'll... Some of them, but that was the kind because they, they were the kind of they were the kind of players that had a shitty day and like just took it out on music. Like that's yeah. that's one of the things that they did. And like in the studio, sometimes you feel like you're constricted, like time wise. And I think know. that they were such artists too that it was kind of hard to capsulize to kind of put in a box and record, like hit record. Tell show us what you do. Yeah. Like as far as like they were kind of more free spirits, and obviously being a product of the you know. 60s Hendrix and then uh, Stevie Ray mainly of the 70s and in the, the 80s they were a little bit more it wasn't as it was all about the I feel like it was all about the live show yeah, then and that's that's how they you know got people to come out because they had a different product every time it's not like exactly some dude fucking sitting up on stage with two other guys next to him press the play button and you know wicker, wicker, oh you drop yeah, the fucking yeah. beat I mean I guess, I've been told that it has some musical value to it. But I just can't get into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, no. been, I've been told. It's I've a myth. <laughs> <laughs> the mythology is there's musical talent behind it. It's, um... Like, the guy with the fucking mouse hat. Like, you know the mouse helmet dude? The mouse helmet dude. I don't know what the... Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, but the Jess Novak band is, you know... We... I was on a, I was on a record of theirs a while ago. Um... Uh, Inches from the Sun. Um, that's when I would, like first joined the band. It was like a couple months into the band, and um, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go go in the studio, record some tracks." I was like, "Really? Like you want me to be there? Like I just started. <laughs> I'm not uh, like a proficient guitar. Like I didn't think like I was a great guitarist back then. You know, like studio like worthy, whatever. You know, like we had our thing with suspended and dust. Yeah, in the studio, whatnot. But I didn't really think I was that that great. To be like, you know, wow, cool. I'm being asked to you know go in the studio, and so. That whole thing went by. We came out with like another live album at the uh, the Nelson Odeon, and then then we started recording this one, which is Fireworks and Fairy Tales. Which I mean, compared to the other ones, is I think it's one of the best albums I've been on. It's besides, obviously, Sleepless. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honestly, like the the production value, everyone's. You know, we basically had like you know, a few producers in the room at the same time. I mean, like, I'm, for lack, I have, like, a lot of lack of experience, like, producing-wise, but, I mean, like, Mark Nanny, he's been on, you know, over 200 records. Like, he's just crazy, like, in tune with everything, like, you know, mixing-wise, um, you know, which could, uh, which part should go in the left, which part should go in the right, what, what sides are panned, like, stuff that I would never fucking think about because I just don't have that experience but like you know other sonic things like we each bring our own thing and then Jose Jose Verona he's uh he is our producer and he's just got so many so many crazy ideas like we would record stuff for hours and we wouldn't use it but it would be like you know if we got one thing that would be really cool you know it's that one thing that like pops out and you're like oh wow okay that couple hours 
was definitely worth it. Yeah. Just for that, like... Just for know, that one point where you're just like, it like, all oh, came dude. together, yeah. And his per- percussion skills, like, everything, like, you know, just, like, adding, you know, random stuff. Well, that's what producers are kind of, like, is yeah, interesting for, yeah. yeah, is to have that fifth or sixth or however many members, that extra member that has that has that view that the musicians aren't going to see mm-hmm. or aren't going to see right away at least. Then they're going to have that perspective that you, you is clouded when you're actually in the studio, when you're recording, when you're writing, that they're going to think about that you're not going to because they're looking at it from a different angle. Yeah, way different angle. And, you know, like, yeah, it's crazy. Just like Gabe and Josh. and Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was it was, it was such a great shout out movie. to Gabe and Josh uh, at uh, SNS where uh, we recorded always recorded uh, good dudes. I actually ran into Josh uh, uh, last month in the the gym. I ran into him in the gym and he was asking about everybody. Yeah, oh, nice, good do, dude. Do they still own SNS. Uh, Josh it got like rained out, well, didn't it? I mean, like oh, it got like flooded. <laughs> got flooded. Uh, I think Gabe's trying to relaunch it, and I think uh, Josh is going to do it with him. But Josh was. Um, Josh was doing uh like touring with state champs uh, for a while. He did like like last year. I think he did like the full warp tour with them, and he was doing like their full U.S. tour and stuff. But he's home. He's home now, and I think he's trying to get back together with Gabe and do do the studio again. I think in a more like yeah proper manner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I have to get in touch with him. Um, yeah, the studio is always fun, man. One of the songs, uh, <laughs> it's it like I don't know. Uh, she it was it's like a cup song, you know, like. Like yeah, with, the, with yeah. a cup, like she'll flip it, and I was like, first I was like super skeptical, like you're, you're gonna like play this song on an album, whatever, and uh, I don't know, like we we ended up playing at the dinosaur barbecue, and like I took a bottle and just started like blowing into it, like, just <laughs> like we need to have that on the album. So at eleven o'clock in the morning, I show up to the studio with a twelve pack of beers, and <laughs> Mark and I tuned all the bottles to like a B minor chord. How did you tune the bottles? So. Uh, you just blow into them. You have a tuner like on your iPhone, whatever. <laughs> like you can tune them, like because you know it just takes the frequency and like just tunes anything. You know what I mean? No shit. Like if you take like a tuner on the phone and like, wait. So how to like? Were you tuning it uh, as to like how to so, blow yeah, into yeah. them? So like if you drink, if you drink out of a bottle, you know, like you blow into a bottle, it makes like a certain frequency. If yeah. you drink out of it, it'll make the the note lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so we tuned all the bottles to like a B minor chord. So that we, is so fucking we, wild we, and we, awesome. We so we had Labatt Blues. <laughs> Three Labatt Blues each in the studio, just, like, sitting there, all tuned to, like, a B minor, and, like, he had, like, the higher, Mark had, like, the higher notes, and he's doing some crazy, like, uh, um, like, Herbie Hancock, like, <laughs> I like doing, like, the low, like, <laughs> tricks of the trade, friends. And it's, like, I mean, we could have came in with, you know, like, bottles of Coke. See, now, like, now you got to patent this fucking idea like, and sell it. <laughs> Yeah, sell beers. Yeah. <laughs> no, fucking, it doesn't have to be. It could be, it could be tuner liquid. Tuner liquid, yeah. And we were like, we were afraid, like, if the carbonation went, like, you know, started to go flat, the the note might go flat. So it was, it was crazy. So we had to. <laughs> That's we had so to do wild. So basically, by 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 noon, we were pretty buzzed, and then we had to finish them all afterwards. <laughs> so we recorded the session, and then you know all the beers were already open, so we're like, well, we might as well finish them. And then we had a gig later on, so we basically you know cut the track um, <laughs> with with all the beer bottles that day, and then um, went went straight to another gig, which is pretty typical. You know, like dig gig after gig after gig yeah. after gig. We just had a gig last night. I got to play a wedding with them later, or when is it? A couple hours. Um, 
But yeah, it's just a it's a fun madhouse, and Jess keeps us so busy. I'm super grateful. It's you know she keeps me you know employed basically. You know it's a, a job for me. So yeah, it's it's great, it know? you can sustain a little bit off it. Yeah, and I also that's possibility as a fucking busser. But <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. It's you know a second part time job. It's great. That's awesome, man. I mean to 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 even make. And you can attest to this because you got – I mean, I got a crash course a little earlier than you, but you definitely knew too. You got a crash course in Suspended in Dusk. Those fucking shows ain't paying every day, baby. <laughs> no, they aren't. Sometimes you're fucking paying out of your own pocket to fucking play. I think we only got paid for like two shows, didn't we? Because all the other ones you had to sell tickets. Well, I'm so well, fucking or, or, tickets. Or we fucking had to – for some reason, even if we got paid – we had to fucking come out of our pockets for something, be it gas, because we're taking four fucking... Even if we got paid, it never fucking leveled out where we or made fucking money. Or to make us seem like we actually like brought people to the yeah. show. We would, sell like, we would sell like 50 tickets, and there would be like two people there. Like The other people would be the bands. And yeah. like two people in the crowd were like, so who'd you sell those tickets to? And none of the promoters cared. They're like, oh, fuck, we're getting paid? Yeah, okay, we'll give you you know two bucks a ticket. Yeah. Off of like a $14 ticket. Like, who's going to pay $14 to see a local show? Yeah, I mean there are great bands that I would definitely oh like yeah to see like you know Stacy Westgate's we, doing that perfectly great yeah band, well it's funny though because every time we were on with local bands whether whether we fucking the tickets were sold or not we never showed up with those tickets and not sold the ticket money was always there the ticket money was always there somehow so we always did that so I think that's why we kept get that's why we got like some of the shows we got because <laughs> we're like okay these guys no come hell or high water because that's the thing is everyone all the bands would buy the fucking tickets because no one would show up to half yeah. of these well, fucking shows we did get to we did get to play with animals as leaders and you know Soulfly because of that and uh yeah based on like every time i die we played with every time i die that was probably okay that's something we'll get into now to kind of like we're veering up on the one hour mark i don't want to hold you up too long uh but uh that's another thing i want to touch on i think our best show was a show we played at the loss with this band chelsea grin where i think we had just for some reason i think we were hitting on uh, just cylinders and it might be and it might yeah it was packed and that was due to us because we did sell a lot of tickets. That okay? Do you remember when we got we were selling tickets at the fucking mall and the fucking tickets got swept oh up in the trash? God. Yeah, they were in the fucking trash. They were in they the were trash. sitting on the side of me, and then like they got fucking fell off. And then the girl, the, the woman that fucking walks around and sweeps in the fucking food court, swept them up and threw them in the fucking trash. And we were digging through the fucking trash like a couple we were rabid hobos. The trash at the mall, and like somehow we just thought like they would be in the trash for some reason. Yeah, because remember we went out back to where they threw through all the trash, and we're climbing in there like we're some kind of fucked up <laughs> fucking crazy hobos. It was a good three hundred dollars worth of tickets. Yeah, four hundred dollars worth of tickets. And then we I mean, fucking went in the actual trash receptacle across from Subway and fucking found it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like right on top too. Oh, dude, that was nuts. I forgot about that. That's fucking wild. We're like, where the we, fuck did they go? They were right here. We had the worst luck as a band. I think as a band, we probably had the worst luck. Do you remember we, the between like cars breaking down? Oh my like, fuck! Terrible, <laughs> terrible things happening. Fucking getting in fights with people, breaking windows because our amps wouldn't fit in the cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so much fun. Where, where was that going? I don't remember. <laughs> but No, uh, but that was, what was it? What do you think was the, either the best or the fun, most fun show that we played? 
The, every yeah, time I die show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, every time I die show was great. Well, because it was so packed. Because initially that was just like it was like Beartooth and like a couple other bands. We're like, ah, oh, it's yeah. it's kind of cool to be on that. And then for whatever reason, every time I die was coming through. And then they meshed the two shows together, and it was like fucking like twelve bands or something crazy like that. And that was that was, show was so fucking hot. Yeah, because it was 900 fucking degrees and it was in August, but that was an awesome show because they were playing. Every time I die was playing Hot Damn in its entirety. It's one of my favorite Every Time I Die records, mm-hmm. and that was just a wild fucking great show. And there's so many like friends and family, and that was actually the last time that uh, my dad saw me play live. So I thought that was really cool that he yeah, got to see like probably our biggest and best show, you know? Right. Yeah, so like saw basically at the high point. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, man, that was. I can't remember. It was one of the shows at the Lost where it was like packed, and I'm pretty sure it was a show where we had that picture of you like just screaming in my face. Oh my like, god, that's a great what? picture. <laughs> and like I ended up like getting on the PA and like just like I remember that some guy's face. You remember that was when the fucking fire alarm went off, wasn't it? Or was that a different show? That was that was, the, was that show. was that the Chelsea Grin show where the fire alarm went off? I can't remember. Do you remember that though? We were getting ready to yeah, fucking yeah. go on, and the fucking fire alarm goes off. Yep. 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 And everyone had to evacuate, and we're like, okay, cool, we have time to do something, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely one of the shows of the loss, but I don't know, man. One of the things I also appreciated about our band was we were usually more timely than any other band. You know, the big wait, especially with the, the bigger the band, the longer the wait, fucking take forever to fucking get ready, like, you're waiting, like, or it should be a 15-minute setup time, and you're the other band's on 15 minutes after the other one ends, which we more than, more than most of the time always were. Some of these bands would take like a half hour to fucking like get yeah, set. It's like, and... it's like, dude, you're fucking, you're, you're, are you serious? You're playing three chords. It doesn't yeah, matter if you're fucking tuned or not. You're also playing three songs. <laughs> <laughs> but I always love that. And I think because we did to, as far as like being professional or whatever, figure, I I thought we always ran a tight ship like everybody be fucking ready like because guess what if we went on three minutes earlier we usually had three extra minutes to play and we could fit another fucking song in or the rest of the solo or the rest of the (laughs) fucking solo (laughs) oh yeah I mean it it definitely helped that Jimmy never had cases yeah for sure it was so easy that's why everybody that's why we were set up so fast Jim never had fucking cases so everything was just getting fucking everything was already 90% set up we were just screwing fucking cymbals on stands yep Yep, with broken, like, drum heads that he would, like, just flip the drum over. <laughs> For, like, two months. Yeah. Like, Jimmy, just, uh, just go to, like, go to Guitar Center and buy a new drum head. And it would be, like, three months. Like, <laughs> Dude, how have you been playing with this? Like, just, we played, like, six uh, shows. Overly punk rock. <laughs> oh, God. Now, what, I guess, uh, I mean, not to uh, end on a downer, but I do want to, I do want to play, uh, is it Can't You Feel It? Yeah, yeah. I do want to play that uh, so people can kind of get a sample of some of your shit. And if you can uh, get me one of those newer Jess Novak songs, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Um. Um. But you know, what did I mean? Obviously, being you know, you, we're obviously younger. We're still in our twenties. I'm gonna be thirty next year, and that's gonna fucking suck. Uh. But obviously, hearing uh, you know, when you heard the news that Jim had passed away, obviously being your your first band and being like my are you know my biggest band like my you know most like active band that i was in and you know it's not to say that you we were like super close with jim outside of the band or anything but we did i mean you it's a brotherhood when you play music together yeah i mean it's actually for how long we're together and you know just like hanging out and being in the car for like six days straight like driving across to california you really can't you know 
hate somebody. Well, you can. You you get to that point, but you know you gotta love them first. And I mean, what did what was your first? Uh, you know, because I got a call. It was a Sunday, and I got a call from Winton. And my phone's always on silent because I'm just a prick and I don't want to fucking like really talk on the phone. I'm a texter, uh, but. I got a call from Winton and I saw I had a voicemail, so I listened to it and Winton like just kind of sounded like ominous and he sounded like kind of rushed and I'd never really hear him sound like that because he sounds like kind of like put together and just like chill and just like, yo, what up? Yo, Jesse, it's Winton, call me. Like that's what he's usually like. But this sounded different, so I was like, and he said there was some bad news and I was just like, what the fuck? It was like a Sunday night and I was watching like WrestleMania and I like call him back and he tells me, you know, that Jim died and I was like, it kind of... I still. It took me a few days to process to actually believe, especially because I hadn't seen him in a while. Uh, it kind of like took me yeah. a few days to process, uh, but it when I did, I was just it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, man. Uh, shit. Yeah, his his good friend Mikey called me, and it was the same way, man. I was like, just like just so shocked, you know. He was thirty years old, and 30, like thirty two. Yeah, he was super young. It was. Yeah, it was just weird. It. Surreal, right? Yeah, I mean, like you go to the hospital, you you get put on something that's supposed to help you, and then you end up dying from it. Like basically, while you're there, it's like I don't know, man. It, yeah, I mean, I I still think about it. You know, it's it's just crazy. You know, like somebody who you were in a band with, who you've known for, I mean, even though you know he was he was part of our life for like four or five years. Yeah, you know, we were probably with each other more than family and you know like yeah shit, family yeah. and like some friends because we, we 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 put so much time into you know that band like doing what we love to do as like a whole so uh, like you know part of that missing even though we haven't been playing you know for for years and years still i don't know still like hurts a little bit you know well yeah there's so much there's so much history and there's so many memories Especially there's so many good memories, too, and so much fun associated with the four of us and all that time, that whole time period that when when I think about it now, and honestly, I was, like, composed and I didn't really have, like, an overly, like, emotional, like, set off until we, like, went to, like, you know, went to the service for him and then, like, then it kind of reality set in and just hearing, like, Kind of his, uh, you know, his dad, who we really didn't have, like, a huge, uh, like, we didn't really talk to other than, hey, how's it going? And, like, and just kind of like that, uh, you know, seeing them, you know, gush and show appreciation for what we gave to Jim. And then they were all wearing, like, our suspended to dust shirts. Yeah. And as as was Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With an upside down cross on the fucking chair. In a home. Oh, my God. We we all showed up with upside down cross shirts on. Those were the the coffin shirts, too. Yes. My God. Yep, we did. And his whole family was, was wearing, like, our shirts. It was crazy. Like, I just to that- show up, like, you know, like, it's, it still baffles my mind. Like, like that's how big, you know, Suspended in Dusk was to him. And, I mean, like, that's how it was. It was, I mean, like, that's that, what. That's his life, you know? It was. That was the high, I mean, that without trying to sound, like, pretentious or anything like that. But when, um, I was fine. And then when his mom tried to say, like, you have no idea, like, how important yeah. you guys and the band was to him, like, I fucking lost it. Yeah. And, and when you hear that, I think it puts, it puts life into perspective. When you think about what's really important in life is fighting and bickering over 
petty things or things that at the end of the day really aren't all important. And I kind of had this conversation with Lou uh, on the Ramones podcast that we did that episode um, where we talked about, um, you know, the Ramones in some points and in a lot of their career hated one another. Johnny and Joey hated each other, but or, but at the same time, they were a gang. They were brothers nevertheless because they created something together. They were a part of something. They were a gang. And that's what I kind of always thought like our band and a lot of bands, m- most bands are – gangs they it's more of a it's a gang mentality you're all showing up there's a one for all all for one cause it's the music you're all playing for the same team yeah exactly and it's you know and i thought it was uh interesting that you know uh johnny who was a kind of like a right-wing conservative type guy who never really showed any emotions when they asked him about joey's death from the ramones uh, he said, he's like, I cared. He's like, of, co- of course I cared. He's like, he's like, he was, a, and even though him and Joey never really got along much. And he's just like, he's a member of the Ramones. I love the Ramones. Someone, someone messes with one of us. You have us all on you. And I, I love that mentality. And that's part of the mentality that is the, you know, the brotherhood of music and mu- music is, it's binding like that. Like as, as, as depressing as it is losing a former bandmate and things like that. When I listen to those songs, it doesn't really bum me out. It makes me really happy because I think about all yeah. the laughs and all the good times and all the shows and all the music and all the great memories that we'll have forever. You know, If you and I don't know each other in 35 years and we're living on opposite sides of the country, we're going to stumble across one of those suspended and dusk EPs and we're going to remember <laughs> that time vividly in our brains. Yeah, it's, it brings back so much things. It's like you know, smell when you smell something that's crazy. Exactly. Like way back in the day, you're like, wow. It's my grandmother's house. For some reason, you think of those like memories. Exactly. Same thing with music. Um, but yeah, man. So that's 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 what music brings together. It's brotherhood, sisterhood with Jess. Um, but you know, it's it's a family. It's a gang. It's music. It's uh, a language that you can't speak really. I mean, you can sing it, but the melody's still there. It's yeah. The it's, words uh, are the words are just you know what humans want to hear <laughs> yeah i mean that's what it is too and i think uh you know it's definitely like the most powerful parts of songs uh well i'm obviously like a lyric writer and like singer so obviously i would think that but at the same time like uh it's when things aren't like being said at all like yeah. in the song not to just i mean we probably sound kind of self I, at least i think i sound kind of self-absorbed <laughs> but i was like in sleepless and that ep no but like there's a part in sleepless and i think the most important part of that like song is that yell i i let out where i'm not even saying anything i'm just literally yeah, saying right the breakdown yeah Dude, that is yeah. the most important part of that song because that is like pure energy because i wrote that song years prior and I held it for years and years and years because I didn't have a band that could actually really do it justice what that song like entailed, what it was about, what those emotions were about. And that was like a primal real scream. That was like all those emotions from like fucking 2009 to like 2012 when we recorded it or whatever. It like finally came out. You could hear yourself shaking. Like, yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, man. Exactly. Dude, it gets and, me every time. Yeah, dude. And then like right into that breakdown, just like, oh. Yeah, and that, you, you put that on the end of uh, 
the the Romero. Teaser, the t- no, oh, that the was teaser? A, the, the teaser episode. The teaser? Yeah. Yep, where it was kind of like the intro to the podcast. Really. Yeah, but I guess to kind of wrap it up, uh, we are going to end the podcast with "Can't You Feel It" by Atkins Riot, who Anthony plays guitar in. Uh, where can people find your uh, projects, bands, or your personal account on social media? You don't have to give your personal account because we don't need weirdos following you. But hey, maybe you want weirdos following you. I want as many weirdos following me I as want possible. As many weirdos as possible. Yeah, weirdos are great. Um, so where are you at on Instagram? At Anthony Saturno? I don't even know my Instagram thing. Uh, I think it's uh, Saturno... 007? 007. Triple sevs. Triple sevs, yep. No, double sevs. Okay. 0077. Anyway, when I post the episode, I'll tag him and I'll tag in any of his bands that have accounts so you guys can follow those for sure. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Just Novak band has a uh, an album coming out. Yep, that's uh, Fireworks and Fairy Tales. Which song is this? Hold on, this is this is one of the tunes. Um. Little taste so, of the Jess Novak band. Jess Novak band. What was that song called? Due to you. Due yeah, to you. Yeah, it's a little dirty little thing. Um, <laughs> no, it's a great song though. That's I love the vibe of that, man. Oh, man, it's so cool. Like that, uh, like Louisiana type. Of, Fuck yeah, yeah man. Big Easy. Yep. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's one of the new songs off the new album. So that'll be cool. Um, When's that coming out? Sometime in the fall. Sometime I think this fall. We have our. Um, CD like our official CD release show is at the uh, the Turquoise Tiger at the Turning Stone. Oh, um, nice! I think it's like December tenth. Let me know. I'll show up. Eighth or tenth? Fuck yeah! Something like that. I will definitely let you know. Yeah. Yeah, for That's sure, man. Be fun. Well, um, all right, man. Uh, yeah. As far as the Atkins Riot stuff, there's only one song up there because I don't know exactly how to get around SoundCloud. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> Well, this has been the Heart Guide Media Podcast, as always. Uh, if you're tuning in to, to it on uh, iTunes, and I don't edit anything. I don't fucking edit. This is punk as fuck. Yes, um, so uh, if you're tuning in on iTunes, could you rate and review, preferably the stats? Sta- 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 <laughs> I fucking do this. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Grave droll. Whatever I wrap it up, I always fuck it up, but I don't care. I mean, it gives it its fucking... <laughs> It gives a little fucking flavor on it. Yeah. Um, you can find us on... Wait, no, I didn't finish what I was saying. So iTunes, uh, five-star review. If you think it's deemed worthy enough of a five-star <laughs> review, rate it, review it. Um, follow us at HeartGuide Media on Instagram, at HeartGuide Media on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so tune in. The, the Ramones episode is up, so check that out. Uh, that's with Lou, and that was a really good one. We also have the Stephen King episodes, part one and two are up. The, you know, you can go back a few weeks and go to the George Romero episode. We have a Toby Hooper episode. We have uh, a music conversation with my buddy E.T. Uh, we have an Arnold Schwarzenegger um, <laughs> tribute podcast where we just gush about that. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we just gush about Arnold. Uh, but yeah, uh, Anthony, man, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, dude. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, brother.